Right, he is president of ND United. They held a news conference yesterday at the Capitol and shared some of the personal stories on the issues of education vouchers, pension plans for retirement, increasing accessibility to affordable child care for all workers in North Dakota. In other words, they talked about real life, uh, and I wanted a chance to visit with them about some of that. Nick, good to have you back on News and Views. Hey, Joel, it's great to be back. Your problem is Abby's got your cell. I'm going to be going down to... Uh, down to Florida for a little bit, going to need some guest hosts, so trust me, she's going to be giving you a call. And oh, then I, you... I just told Nick that, too. <laughs> yeah. it'll, well, it'll be March Madness. We'll, we'll put you to work here. We'll, we'll get you to work in the East rather than just always the West. Talk to me about the news conference that you had yesterday. Tell me what the goal was here. Well, the, the, basically, Joel, the goal was to, uh, to let people know uh, across the state of North Dakota what it is that our members do. As, as you know, North Dakota United is a, a, an organization, a union of professionals that, that provide public services, whether you're a, a university uh, a professor or K-12 teacher or you drive the snowplows, which, by the way, they'll be busy again uh, here in the few, next few days. Um, all of those people are providing vital public services to the citizens of North Dakota, and uh, we wanted to make sure that they understood exactly what these folks are facing. Do they? Um, I think, by and large, the folks who uh, have daily interactions with public employees uh, know their work, the quality of their work, and, and appreciate uh, what they do. Uh, I think, though, that sometimes when we're talking about the legislature, they don't particularly understand why, for example, a pension is important uh, to public employees or why voucher plans uh, uh, take uh, public monies and use them to fund uh, private and parochial schools uh, they might not understand that that's, that's probably not the best use for public funds. And the, the whole child care issue. Um, we do have some uh, young uh, parents uh, in, in the legislature, but by and large, uh, the legislature doesn't have to deal with the child care issue on a daily basis. And we wanted to put some of those folks that are dealing with these uh, specific three issues in front of uh, some cameras and, and so that their story got out. So let, let me let me look at, at some of the issues, right? I mean, you got education vouchers, clearly, taking money from public schools and giving it to private schools. you got pension plans for retirement, uh, you know, the governor's part of all this, taking after public employees' retirement plans, which public employees notoriously have and could have made uh, more money in the private sector, but retirement was one of the reasons that kept them where they were. Then you take a look at uh, accessibility to basically just being able to go to work, affordable child care for all of those type of things. The one thing that isn't in this list here, Nick, the one thing that isn't in this list is health care. And I'm just going to take a shot at this, and then you can go ahead and, and smack me alongside the head. But the, the one thing that affects them as legislators, they get the same health care that public employees do. And so that doesn't seem to be on your agenda of things that there's a takings on here. No, I think that they, uh, like public employees everywhere uh, in the state of North Dakota, appreciate the, uh, the health care packages there. And you're right, uh, Joel, if you were to take a look at what uh, somebody working uh, in the public sector makes versus uh, similarly trained and educated uh, people in the private sector, public employees make between 5 and 12 percent less. Uh, but they do this job because they have a passion for public service. And uh, you know this as well as anybody, that um, health care and a, and a decent, not a lucrative, but a decent retirement package 
uh, are great tools to recruit and to retain those great public employees who do provide these vital services. So let's talk about going into crossover, because oftentimes on shows like this, uh, we focus on the idiocy of some of the bills and the legislation, and usually by the time we get to crossover, they're killed. They're done. I mean, the common sense uh, folks have, have kicked in. That isn't the case on some of these bills this time. I mean, heading into crossover, where, do the, where does ND United see this session? Well, uh, we have seen uh, quite a lot, and we've seen like a lot of time, frankly, wasted on on uh, issues that nobody cares about. Nobody gets up in the morning and says the number one pressing issue in my mind is pronouns. How are we going to refer to students, uh, and what pronouns are we going to use? Nobody thinks about that stuff. There is so much of uh, the stuff that the legislature is covering that that might be a big issue in Florida or Oklahoma or or one of the Carolinas or some other place, but that doesn't really apply here. For example, the CRT things. We already have an anti-critical race theory law, not a bill, not a proposal, a law in the books that was voted uh, on by the legislature, signed by the governor during the last special session. So for us to be spending a lot of time on some of these other ancillary uh, culture warrior uh, issues uh, doesn't make a lot of sense when you consider that we've only got 80 days. Uh, let's focus on those things that would really strengthen public service, that strengthen our K-12 schools rather than some of these other issues that really most North Dakotans don't really care about or think about. In our time working together, I mean, we go back far enough, you and I, that that I was sitting mm-hmm. in one of those chairs uh, during some of these conversations, and and some of the the questions we had really were focused on, you know, the money to be able to do the things we knew we needed to do. I maybe did a poor job of explaining that. Let let me just say this: that in the in in most of my days there, we didn't have the money to fix the problems we knew we had. The problems were real. The problems were there, and we had to look at people and say, "Look, I'm sorry, but we just we we don't have it. We can't do it." Now they have it. They can do it. I mean, how much harder is it to legislate now? and go back to your members when, in fact, there's the money to solve some of the problems and they still won't do it. Exactly. There's money to solve almost all of the problems. And, and, uh, but that's why we need uh, uh, committed people who will go out to their uh, local legislative forums that will happen over crossover and to contact their legislators on a weekly basis and let them know what they really think is important um, about these things. Let's take pensions, for example, Joel. Um, they studied this a pension issue for two years. They could have fixed this problem back in 2011 and didn't. They could have fixed it in 13 and 15 and 17 and 19 and 2021, and they didn't do it. Now here we are with a bill to close down the plan. comes out of the Retirement Committee. It will cost $5.5 billion to close the defined benefit retirement plan. $5.5 billion. The whole Fargo Diversion Project costs about $3 billion. I mean, North Dakota hasn't spent $5.5 billion on a single issue ever, as far as I know. Um, and then the good news is that's, that's House Bill 1040, and, and the majority leader is the prime on that. Um, but there is some hope, I will tell you this. There is a, a great bill uh, put by put up by um, in the Senate by Senator Cleary, who happens to be a freshman, uh, District 35, and, and of course, uh, another Republican senator by the name of Dick Dever, and in the House that's got the support of uh, the minority leader Josh Boucher. It's it's Senate Bill 2239. And that's the bill that we are are focused on right now because it not only continues the defined benefit plan, 
um, it puts it on a path to uh, fully funded status in 30 years. Uh, the public employees will pay another percent, um, and, and the plan will, will move forward and be fully funded, as it should have been done in 2011, were it not for uh, the ideological bent of legislators in that time. One of the things that I see that to me is is really looking more and more like it's going to define this legislative session or these efforts or how far they're going to put public school money, put taxpayer money into private schools. And, uh, you know, we don't have a public school problem in North Dakota. We don't. We, nope. we, we have great public schools because we do a great job. Your people do a great job. Uh, and so, you know, I guess what I'm asking is, have you looked at or what you could do if this continues, at what you could do if this continues to go forward? Because the North Dakota Constitution could not be more clear on whether or not the state can put money into private schools. It can't. And so how is your organization, ND United, Nick Archuleta, going to deal with that? Well, we're going to see what uh, eventually emerges in terms of the bill. We, we know that uh, House Bill 1532, uh, it'll get voted on this afternoon in the, uh, in the House side. Um, there probably aren't enough votes to stop it, but we do have a, a, a strategy moving into the when it gets over to the Senate side. Frankly, I, I think that uh, when, you, when you take a look at publicly raised monies, people pay their taxes uh, and they expect that those monies will be used for public purposes, whether it's K-12 education or infrastructure or, or buying equipment for the road plows, uh, crews, and that sort of thing, that money is raised for public purposes, and it should not go to private schools. Once that money goes to a private school, there is no more control over it from the state. When, when the state supplies uh, uh, education dollars to local school districts, those school districts are overseen by locally elected school boards, and they are responsible for every single dime that comes to them. And if those uh, uh, monies aren't spent for what they are allocated for, um, there is hell to pay. We, we have an auditor who does not mind coming after folks. So um, what the the, uh, the best use of public dollars is is to put it back into public services, not in to put it into private and parochial schools. Yeah, and, and you bring up the auditor. And there's a lot of things about this auditor. That, I mean, our politics are different. He's very conservative. Uh, you know, but I like him. I, I, I know you're supposed to be afraid when an auditor comes through the door. And when when that money, <laughs> I went through an audit every year by law when I was managing real water. I didn't like seeing them come, but when they came, it was necessary and it was good and it made you better. And, you know, to, to me, these public schools, once they have the money, it's gone. They can do whatever they want with it. And, and it's the very same things. Nick, that are going on during the legislative session. Some people are. What if that private school was Muslim? I mean, they they wouldn't allow money to go there. I mean, that's just the truth. And so, there's open. This is opening us up for a lot of lawsuits, Nick. Yeah, it could very well. I mean, the the folks who are pushing this uh, literally said at at the House uh, Education hearing that those, those prohibitions uh, in our Constitution. Uh, have already been overridden by the Supreme Court. And, and it's true, the Supreme Court has taken some uh, different uh, interpretations of, like, Espinosa versus Montana, or a recent case out in Maine, uh, that allowed for some public funding. Uh, but they were they were different than this. But this individual who was speaking uh, uh, at the hearing said, you can just take a marker and cross that out of the Constitution. 
Well, I don't know that, that you can, to be honest with you. And, and I think we have to be very, very careful in our rhetoric about uh, what is constitutional and what is not. Um, we have seen seven of these uh, voucher bills come before the legislature in the last four sessions. We have been fortunate enough to have uh, to win the day on those, and they've all been rejected by the legislature uh, and have never made it to the governor's desk. So um, I'm hoping that, that uh, we will work hard uh, the second session, or the second half of the session, I should say, and uh, implement a strategy to have these defeated in the, in the Senate once again. Keep working. Uh, keep working. If i got to buy you Kevlar, I will, but keep working, okay? <laughs> we will.